Welcome, y'all, to the Direct Examination Podcast. My name is Amber Fulmer, and we have a very special episode for you all today. In celebration of Women's History Month, we have asked all of our listeners, guests, and friends to submit tributes to pioneering women who have laid the trail for them, mentors who have taken lawyers under their wing, or women lawyers who have made a difference in the profession. The attorneys you'll hear are of different races and ages, but they all have one thing in common. They have laid the foundation for women lawyers in this state for years to come. Again, I'm Amber Fulmer, and since I am your female co-host of the Direct Examination Podcast, we're going to let the fellas sit this one out. And before we get to all the stories that some of our listeners have given you for this evening, entertainment, I'm going to give you a story of my own. And I will tell you, this was not an easy one for me to do. I first was introduced to the legal profession in a very small town. I'm from Batesburg, Leesville, as those of you who listen to this show are very aware. Growing up in that small town, I was not exposed to very many female lawyers. In fact, when I did work for a law firm, um, there were males. There were no female attorneys. So the first female attorney that I really had a lot of interaction with, um, spoke with pretty often, was not until my later years of undergrad, right before I applied to law school. And I didn't know her very well. She had just um, graduated herself, but that was really my first encounter. It wasn't until I really got into the legal profession, got into law school, that I interacted with women on a daily basis that were lawyers or who wanted to be lawyers and who had the same passions and ambitions that I had and were doing something with it. So while this is not going to be your traditional you know, this woman mentored me and she knows it. Story, um, I'd like to talk on t- about two people who kind of got at the front of my story because, again, I had not been around very many female lawyers, female judges, just had not had that opportunity. So when I come to law school, it was a little bit intimidating. And one year, I had two professors who I took every single class that I could for them for the remaining two years of law school that I was not assigned because they had such a positive impact on my education. And those were Miss Ebony Nelson, she was my contracts professor, and Amy Milligan, she was my legal writing professor. And these women may not know it, but they taught with such a passion and such an enthusiasm, and they generally were just happy to see new students and to introduce them to the law. And I never saw them without a smile on their face. They always had open ears. And again, they were always so enthusiastic and so helpful to the students to let them learn. And for me, seeing these women who had come out with varying ages and varying practice emphasis come back because their passion was to teach students, I really enjoyed that. And again, these these were really the first of female attorneys that I interacted with on a daily basis that I thought, gosh, they really love what they are doing. They have both accomplished so much professionally, and here they are giving back, and they're inspiring people like me coming through law school and kind of giving us our first real look at what it may be like when we exit those doors in three years. So I would like to thank the two giants that may not even know they're going to be on this podcast, and that is Miss Ebony Nelson my contracts professor, whom, y'all, just to show you what a great job she did, I never, I never ever thought that I would be practicing in sales or contracts. I knew that was not for me, but I continued to take her classes because I so much enjoyed how she was teaching, and she made some subject matter that I did not like and had no intention on pursuing excellent and fun and enjoyable, and it's some of the stuff that I remember the most now, and also, 
again, to thank Amy Milligan, who was my legal writing professor one L year, and who I signed up for advanced legal writing in the summer with <laughs> because I enjoyed her class so much. And I knew um, that she was a wonderful teacher and I really needed the help in the area of legal writing. And I thought, why not take it again? So again, these women probably don't know what a wonderful impact they had on my legal career and opening the door and getting me out and giving me confidence. And then I was able to meet people such as Sheila Robinson and Jane Downey that I practiced with. I um, was able to see Missy Moore practice. And now, you know, with my partner, Juet Dooley, I have seen attorneys like Rebecca West and Rebecca Creel and Sandy Paris and Ashby Jones, all these women who in the family law area who I've had the pleasure of practicing with, Elizabeth Branham, Alyssa Richardson, plenty of people um, that, you know, I get to interact with on a daily basis, some other strong, powerful women. So, again, thank you to Professor Nelson, who is now the dean at UConn School of Law, and to Professor Milligan. I hope you both know what a wonderful foundation you laid for me in law school and how wonderful it was to have such nice and kind educators who were passionate and just really loved what they were doing. So thank you so much from this young, <laughs> former young law student to a lady now who will be celebrating her 10-year graduation from law school. So thank you. And for our listeners, thank you for listening. I'm sorry I probably talked a little bit longer. And in true fashion, Joseph would point out to you that they asked for one, I gave them two. Without further ado, I now will give you the rest of our recordings for our Women's History Month episode on the shoulders of giants. Thank you, and we hope that you enjoy. The woman who has inspired me probably more than um, anybody else in the legal profession is actually not a, uh, a lawyer, but she's married to a lawyer, and, um, and her name is Carol Jensen, and she's married to Farrell Fur. And she, uh, she met Farrell when uh, he did her uh, late husband's estate. And she went to him afterwards and said, there are a lot of children in DSS custody who are, um, are being abused and, um, and many of them have died. And I think that the, you know, there should be a private right of action against DSS for children who, who die in their custody. And, uh, and they're saying that they're not. And he said, well, you would have to be the personal representative of these children's estates in order to, um, to have that, to be able to bring a case for them. And then a few months later, she came back to him and she had gotten herself appointed personal representative in a lot of these children's estates in about five estates. And, uh, and so he brought a case, he brought cases in every one of them. And that is the line of Jensen versus DSS cases that establish a private right of action to sue when, uh, when there's neglect and abuse. And, and she was just a, um, a citizen who was uh, just out there. She saw a need and uh and just decided to do the right thing and since then she has worked with like dateline to go undercover in um in places where children are being abused and neglected and she's never like done any of this for uh for a profit or for recognition or anything like that she's one of the most amazing women i have ever known in my life and and her name is carol jensen Hi, my name is Amanda Rudin with the Rudin Law Firm, and the giant whose shoulders I stood on and is still standing on is Ms. Tracy Bowmore Howes of the Howes Law Firm. I first met Tracy in 2016 when I was working with York County DSS, and she was at the Children's Law Center. 
I soon reconnected with her in 2018 when I decided to hang my own shingle. She was one of the first persons that reached out to me because she had recently went back into private practice. So she was able to assist me with case management systems, advise me about malpractice insurance, different con state contracts that may be available to me to help me get my firm up and running. And over the course of time, a mentor-mentee relationship has developed, but most importantly, a friendship has developed. She has, she has been so humble and gracious in taking me under her wing and guiding me through this process. I cannot tell you what her friendship and her mentorship has meant to my firm and me personally. To watch someone practice law with integrity and dedication each and every day, regardless of the case, never cutting any corners, doing law the right way has been amazing. It has been a great experience for me. It has allowed me to grow as a business owner, but has also allowed me to grow as an attorney. So I am forever grateful and thankful for Tracy allowing me to stand on her shoulders. Hi, my name is Allie Menegakis. I'm a criminal defense attorney in Charleston, South Carolina at the law firm of Adams and Bischoff and also the founder of South Carolina for criminal justice reform. The person who made me the lawyer I am today is the Honorable Judge Minu Sasser out of Palm Beach County, Florida. Um, Judge Sasser um, was a huge mentor for me. I clerked for her after my second, no, my first year of law school um, after I didn't really know anything <laughs> other than the introductory classes. And, um, you know, I think she learned early on that I, I got bored really easily researching foreclosure and civil issues and writing memos about that. And she, um, would encourage me to go watch trials in the courthouse, um, every day. And so that entire summer, I got to see such incredible trials and incredible trial lawyers. Um, I remember there was a huge tobacco trial that was going on with these incredible um, lawyers from all over the country, a big um, a gang trial with multiple co-defendants that took place. And I, I learned and I got to sit on the bench while she heard um, multiple trials that summer. And it really... Um, stuck with me and it made me realize that I wanted to be in the courtroom and I wanted to be in trial. Um, and she encouraged me to seek out the public defender's office um, that summer and the rest was history. Um, I got an internship at the public defender's office. I fell in love with public defense, with trial work. Um, and I don't think I ever would have really known that had she not you know, recognized um, what I liked and, and gave me that opportunity um, to go do that. And I will say, you know, she unfortunately um, passed away um, from cancer um, within the last few years. Um, she was an incredible, smart, young mother, um, wife, and incredible judge on the bench um, that really made a huge impact on everyone that she um, had in front of her. So um, we miss her very much. And I'm so grateful that I got to um, work for her. I think about when it's history, the first person that comes to mind is family court judge Angela Taylor. 
just be one of the first black female family court judges in our state. As a former public defender and current child support services attorney, my background is similar in some ways to hers before she took the bench. She specialized in juvenile cases of solicitor work and legal services and handled abuse and neglect cases with DSS before going into private practice. She is known to be a tough judge who demands respect at all times for their courtroom and their procedures. I appreciate that about her because she keeps me on my toes and pushes me to be a better attorney by always being prepared and efficient whenever I am before her. My name is Dakota Neans and I'm an attorney at Swift Curry McGee and Hires in Atlanta. The two women giants whose shoulders I sit on are Ashley Dixon and Monica Toll. Both of these women dedicated their limited spare time as practicing private attorneys, turning young would-be lawyers into advocates who are unafraid of challenges and confident in the skills that they've helped them build. As a young first-generation lawyer, I dealt with a lot of imposter syndrome and wondering if I could make it in this world and if you know, I was good enough to be here. Luckily for me, both of these women dedicated their time and energy to teaching me through mock trial that being confident in oneself and your skills and your presence and your own style can go a long way. Um, they've taught me that it's not about whether or not you have a history of, of attorneys in your life. It's whether you're willing to dedicate yourself to the practice of law and to turning yourself into the person you want to be. I'm blessed to know both of them and to count them both as lawyers. And I think that the Sacramento Bar in general is blessed to have them. My name is Katherine Wilson, and I'm an attorney for my own law firm, the Myers Law Firm. The giant I stand on the shoulders of is attorney Kelly Seabrook. In law school, she gave me an opportunity to work for her firm remotely, which was so convenient back then as a law student juggling classes and extracurricular activities. She was the first woman boss that I had in the legal field, and I've been working at law firms since I graduated from high school. I remember she had a really nice office in a high-rise building and high-profile clients. Then she got her own office building. Um, when I worked with her, she was direct with me, and I never had to worry what she was thinking or what she expected of me. She is free in that she is her authentic self all the time, and I really admire that. I got to see her in action in the courtroom when I did a court observation experience as a law student and then again this past year when I was a guardian on one of her cases and I literally just stared trying to soak everything in. When I went into private practice, I would call and ask her for help even if she was opposing counsel and she always gave me great advice. Then I decided to open my own law firm and she was the first person I called to run the idea by and she told me to come on into solo practice and she let me lease an office space from her in her building where I still work now. I don't see her very often but she is a workhorse and so fly while doing it. I love working in the same building with a family law legend and I use her success as a large part of my own blueprint. I'm Karen McCormick, an attorney and mediator with Karen E. McCormick, PA, and the giant on whose shoulders I stood was Jean Toll. I clerked for her firm in the mid-80s, um, and I can remember 
vividly the attorney um, who, who was my managing partner telling me that his secretary was out and he was having trouble getting a, a brief out. And I said, oh, I'll type that for you. And Jean took me aside and she said, Karen, you do not type. You are an, an attorney to be, not a secretary. And I carried that with me. In fact, after I graduated, that was sort of the beginning of computers. And I can remember they got me a computer for my desk. And I said, well, I don't type. And I sort of got over that but um, and, and sort of realized that the take-home was I don't type for other attorneys. Um, I do type to this day, um, but, but certainly not for anybody but myself. Um, she was a wonderful, wonderful person to um, emulate and to um, work with, and I'll always remember her. My name is Adair Burroughs, and I'm a South Carolina attorney. The giant I stood on the shoulders of was Sally Newman. Raised in rural Montana, Sally attended Dartmouth undergrad and NYU Law School. After law school, Sally made Charleston, South Carolina her home, working at the Southern Environmental Law Center and then clerking at the federal district and appellate court levels. In 2015, Sally founded and asked me to help her launch South Carolina's first sliding scale nonprofit law firm called Charleston Legal Access. Working with her to get CLA off the ground and grow it will always be one of the great honors of my life. And it and Sally have changed me forever. She has truly left an incredible legacy for our state. Thanks for listening to this very special episode of the Direct Examination Podcast. As always, you can hear more episodes of the show at sclawpod.com. You can also follow us on social media at sclawpod. Amber can be found at Red Judicata, Dane can be found at SC Crim Lawyer, and Joseph can be found at Joseph P. Bias. This is a-